All right, back again, the SWX podcast. John Collette, Robin Ditch. Uh, takes two to tango tonight, Robin, and it's you and me one on one. Playing some ones. Yeah. First one of 21 wins. Uh, you know, we. We usually have a guest on, and they, they usually carry the load. They usually carry we us. We make them work. Yes. Yeah. So, so we're really going to show our weakness tonight yeah. in, in this podcast. We're really selling this podcast <laughs> in the first 30 seconds. Yes. You should keep listening. Yes, exactly. It only gets better. That's that's all I got to yeah, say. Yeah, it, it can't I mean. get much worse. Uh, no, it's <laughs> uh, – anyway, yeah, so it's uh, been a wild week. We're going to kind of just bounce around a bunch of different things. I think maybe the biggest story in town, though, Robin, is the thought that – or the fact now that Shimmick Karnowski is coming back with so much – uh, this season, this past season, just speculation of, you know, we knew he was out for the year, had back surgery. Would he come back? What would he do? Is he even going to be healthy? We, we at least now know, you know, he got the medical red shirt. Right. He can come back for his senior season now at Gonzaga. Um, you know, he walked in graduation. That was kind of the big question, too. He had the degree already. He could really do whatever he wanted. Uh, but now we know he's coming back. And with a team that, you know, lost some talent, obviously, DeMontis' bonus going to the NBA draft. But, uh a team that's to be excited about, especially if Karnowski is even 80 percent of the player right. that he was for this team in, in years past. Yeah, and and I think this will benefit him as well. I think that he did what he wanted to do, you know, try to test the waters out, see if maybe some teams could look past sitting out a year, a back injury yeah. for a big guy. I mean, there's a lot of question marks, but but that's what's great about this new rule that they allow kids to go out there and check if you know, see what what the uh, what where they rank and all of it, and and he was able to gauge that. Hey, I'll come back one more year at an elite program. I'll be in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I I can show that I'm still the same guy, and yeah. I think that's the great mindset he's going to have. And I mean, he has the frame. You can't teach frame. You can't you know uh, you yeah, can't teach all monster. that. I mean, the the guy has NBA size, and now he just has to go and prove it that his back is no is no longer an issue and. And, I mean, that's going to still be the question mark heading into the season. But that's his mindset. And if he's able to do that, I think he's a first-round talent. Uh, I think it's, it's a very hard pass. But, like you said, if he's not able to, you know, get through the season and, and all that, it's just starting with square one. But I think his mindset is, I'm ready to do this. You know, come back to a team that still can compete mm-hmm. and, and still get the exposure and still want to do what I want to do is get to the NBA the next year. Yeah, and Karnowski, you know, he's been out since well, that WSU game. That was when mm-hmm. he was out first, and then he, he had that back surgery right around New Year's. So, I mean, we're about, gosh, we're about five months into it now, and, it, and it's a process. I think at the time it was about, right. you know, nine to 12 months, give or take, of, you know, how long it's really going to be. And so uh, I think people thought if he did leave, you know, he might go overseas. There's right. always going to be an opportunity for him somewhere, you know, but it, it did seem like, to get even a chance just to rehab and get back. Right. And, like, you know, Gonzaga is a great situation for him. Uh, he can continue to pursue a, a graduate degree now. But at the same time, uh, he needs a year probably just to be back in basketball playing shape. Right. I mean, exactly. the guy has just not been able to do anything, which has been sad because we, we, we've we shown basically montages of, right. of Shimmick kind of, you know, anticipating, like, well, is he going to leave or yeah. not? Either way, we He's got three minutes. suited up on the, on yeah. the bench, yeah. Looking good with the beard. Uh, <laughs> but even, like, the highlight montage we've shown, like, you – not seeing him this past, you kind of forget just how much of a force he is inside and even just his vision and I mean, how great a passer he is. Just the different things he brings to the table. Absolutely. And Mark Few called one of the best big men in the country. And, uh, you know, you see those highlights and what he's capable of it, you're reminded of just how good he is. And you look at the bracket of how it was set up. Imagine if you could just plug in Shemek at 80%, like you said, onto that team against Syracuse. Yeah. I mean, we could we be looking at 
you know, a Final yeah. Four appearance. I mean, it, it is very possible, and and that's how big of a game changer he is. Um, you know, that said, they do lose some talent, so mm -hmm. it's a, lot, a little extra pressure now on Karnowski to to kind of get that leadership in and, and take over that role and really have this team uh, center around him because, I mean, that he's going to be the most experienced guy out there, and he's going to be the guy that is everyone's looking to to get it done. Yeah, and certainly a, a good situation, the fact that, you know, health, health again is the biggest concern here. Uh, you have a coach in Mark Few who's not going to rush him back to just right. get him out there. I mean, he, he wants him to be healthy and as good as he can be come March, it, just like for in general his team and his outlook. Uh, that's certainly a relief, you got to think, for Karnowski that he's going to get whatever time he needs to get ready, and we, we hope for, you know, that it's a quick process for him and that we can see him in the non-conference, but it may not be till conference play, and it may not even be till late in conference play, depending on just what it's like. I mean, it's a back injury for a giant man. Yes. I, you know, I, There's a lot of weight on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, but I think certainly Zag fans are excited. He, he's a colorful personality, to say the least. I mean, I think my favorite thing from this past year, unfortunately, wasn't playing, but Sam Adams doing oh. interviews with him. They 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 <laughs> like to interact with each other. No you know, question. it's it's pure gold when you see <laughs> Sam with a mic and Shemek. No, Shemek doesn't even need to be near Sam. Yeah. He'll find Sam. That's how it works out. I feel like every time, and and it is pure gold. And and, and my favorite line from the past year just said, Shemek, he likes bacon, but doesn't like bacon after twelve. Not afternoon bacon. He wow. can have morning bacon, but not, it's all not about, afternoon. I, I respect that. I yeah. respect that. I, I, for one, can eat bacon. Yeah, I don't, I don't discriminate. Really have a, yeah, I don't have really a time limit on it. Um, <laughs> but I think that that's that's interesting. But, I, yeah, I mean, he's a great personality. You, you gravitate to him almost as yeah. a fan as well. I mean, he's, he's a very easy person to talk to. And it's funny because you don't see that many uh, players from, you know, overseas come in and be really social and, and try yeah. to. I mean, that's that's not rare, but, I mean, it's really, really nice to see because you see the opposite way where they come in, they don't know the language, they don't know the culture, so they're very reserved. But uh, Shemek's just a great player, and he's going to be a lot of fun to root for, I think, in the in this coming year and possibly in the NBA as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. I think Zach fans should be happy. Uh, even selfishly, uh, the media should be as well. They're always right. a great guy to talk to and uh, wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, speaking of Shemek, though, uh, maybe the guy that benefited the most from Shimmick's injury, uh, and, and you know, not to make light of it, but DeMontis a bonus. He had to Absolutely. play minutes. He had to have mo a monster year. He did a first-team WCC selection. Uh, he's gone as a sophomore now. He's one of those key guys that we talked about who won't be back for this Gonzaga team. And now on to the NBA draft. And, and Rob, I just want to kind of set you up with, is there a team that you, you would like to see him go to? What, what is it about maybe his game that you uh, like at the next level? He certainly was a force in West Coast Conference right. play. And, uh, even just his phys physicality, I think, translates to the next level. I mean, that guy is a scrapper. I mean, that guy fights for – he reminds me of Tristan Thompson. I mean, just does not quit on rebounds. Yeah. Uh, just continues to fight until there's absolutely no chance, and that's kind of a guy you want. Uh, I, kn I would love to see him on Portland. I just think that would just be a really <laughs> cool thing for him to do. Um, I think he would fit well there as well. I mean, they're looking, you know, to have – someone replaced LaMarcus Aldridge is still looking for that guy. Mm -hmm. um, Ed you Davis, got the backcourt. Right, exactly. Pieces, I yeah. mean, Ed Davis did a fine job, but he's not as good as a free throw shooter as Portland wanted, and he's really just a back-to-the-basket kind of guy. And, and I think with DeMontis, he's really been developing uh, his range. I mean, yep. he's trying to expand. Maybe it's not a three-point shot yet, but you've seen players like Serge Ibaka, yeah, Al Horford. Uh, those guys have developed a three-point shot. I mean, Blake Griffin's taking a bunch of threes now. Uh, so 
it's a changed game, and I think that he will be able to develop that. I mean, you saw his mid-range wasn't too shabby, so I think he can do that. I think he'd be a great fit for someone who's looking for a guy right off the bench. Not, I don't think he'll start right away. I think he's a guy off the bench that can give you energy, get you boards when yeah. you need to, and play some defense against uh, one of the better scorers. And there's a lot of good scoring power forwards out there. So uh, I, I think he'll go mid-first round. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the lottery. I think he would be a great fit for a lot of teams. Um, I don't think he's a guy who needs to be in a certain system. I think yeah. he's got incredible footwork down in the paint, um, and and he's he need, probably puts him a little bit more weight on him. But but other than that, I think he's pretty ready to jump in and make an impact for an NBA team. Yeah, definitely. The guy just he's just a beast. Yeah, I mean, and it's one thing to pick apart the WCC, but the way he did it in the NCAA tournament right. as well. I mean. The key matchup was Utah again. People were hyping up to Monta Sabonis, Shaka right. Pirtle. Like, who's who's better? Like, both these guys are to be the lottery. No yeah, and not. And Sabonis <laughs> just went to work. Man. And uh, even Coach Few, I remember just during the season being like, you know, enjoy this season. And not alluding to he was going right. to leave, but just like, hey, this is special Jeez. what right. uh, Sabonis is doing. I, I think it was it wasn't really surprised anyone. Maybe the surprise was that he didn't go to the NBA Combine. I think that he was one of the guys mm -hmm. who sat out that. Um, he must have got some good information. Right. And if you look at different mock draft sites, he, he's a lottery pick in the top 10, top 15, top 20. I mean, he's for sure a first-rounder. It's just a matter of when. Uh, I like to look at NBADraft.net. There's a lot of different sites. But they have Sabonis going number eight overall to Sacramento, uh, which like would it. be interesting there. Yeah, hanging out with Boogie there in Sacramento. And uh, he's certainly a guy, especially with today's NBA, that being able to play smaller. Mm -hmm. He's physical enough in the post. He's only 6'10", 240. Right. He's still a good size. He's not a true center. But if you went small and had him as your five, he could bang with the bigs. He, right. As you hit on, he showed some range this year shooting the three. And uh, the guy just, he's a competitor, man. I think like that, of the players that come out recently, even even Kelly Olenek, like who had such a dominant year and was a lottery pick, like you look at the motor that Sabonis has. This guy just is not going to back down. He obviously has the genes. Mm -hmm. He has the family backing as well to be successful. Uh, but he's fierce. Like people who right. play angry, you see in football and yeah. other sports, it doesn't always feel that way in basketball. Maybe Kobe is like, you know, that's an elite example. Right, but Sabonis, right. uh, man, that guy plays angry, and like you just, I would not want to get in his way. I've him. never heard or seen someone in basketball be so pumped up after every play like Sabonis. I, <laughs> that guy, that guy could, you know throw a cup of water into a trash can yeah. and celebrate and scream. Double flex arms, yeah. Exa yeah. exactly, his <laughs> double flex. Uh, and, and, and that's great. That's the energy you want in the NBA. Yeah. I think a lot of, I think the thing that, that a lot of college kids, what they run into when they go to the NBA is the speed of the game and, and the energy level as well. I think they don't realize that those guys play for 30 plus minutes at the most elite yeah level and and that takes a lot of energy out of you and, and 82 and, games exactly yeah. and it, in some back-to-back -back situations yeah. uh that's just how it works and i think sabonis really shows that one he played a ton of minutes this year a ton uh whether warranted or not because of the yeah. injuries but but he played a ton of minutes and finished very strong in the ncaa tournament i mean that's the last <laughs> hurrah and he was able to get that last win so with that energy level and with just being able to battle through all season long playing probably the most minutes behind Kyle Wilcher. I yeah. think that's going to really show a lot for teams. And I wouldn't be surprised if he went top 10. I wouldn't be surprised if he's bottom bottom of the first round. But 
I think the team that gets them is going to be really, really happy yeah. with their uh, draft well, pick. And the draft, too, is so interesting. And, it, and it's been like this in years past, too, where it's been very top-heavy, but especially this year with Ben Simmons and mm -hmm. Brandon Ingram. I mean, those are one, two, just kind of whatever order. And then from there... Uh, like, pick who you want. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> just whatever's left. And, and you know, I, selfishly, you know, the Suns are sitting there. They have four and 13. I mean, being a Phoenix guy, I don't think they take them at four, but if he's there at 13... We can uh, pick. Yeah, I mean, they got a great backcourt going right now. It's young. They're, they just they're, need everything else. They need everything else. <laughs> they need a bench. They need. Uh, That's yeah, it. <laughs> they got two spots. They need to fill. Right. Uh, yeah, twelve more. So uh, I love that pick there, and and just I don't know. I, I think he's a lottery guy at, for sure. Top fifteen. Mm -hmm. I think someone uh, between the names of bonus and then just what he's been able to put together as a resume, even just in this past year. Uh, I, I bet it's mostly be interested to see just where the Jaka Pertle go ahead of Sabonis. Like I don't know how that could right. happen based on that matchup. I get it; it's teams and it's five on five. But the way Gonzaga handled Utah and the way they squared off and Sabonis really, you know, took most of those matchups. Uh, I, I would kind of tip my hat there. But we're a little bit biased, being in the fact that we've seen all right. these games here in town. Exactly. So, uh, has was Sabonis ever uh, with? Um, Olenek, did they ever cross paths? No, they, yeah, so Olenek left, and then that was Sabonis' right. freshman year. Yeah. Uh, so they I've, didn't cross I've seen, paths. But. Yeah, I've seen a couple drafts that, that have uh, Sabonis going to Boston, which would be really fun yeah. for Gun. I feel like Gonzaga fans, since we don't, you know, this area doesn't have an NBA team, bring, back our, bring back our Sonics. Might as, well, might as well, you know, root for Celtics at that point, <laughs> right? Um, okay, so let's look at the top of the draft. Top heavy, obviously. Yeah. Who would you take if you are the 76ers on the clock? You know, that's tough. I, uh, man, it's tough. Because it, they can use either one either way. Yeah. You know? it, it's neither one is. I think as a Sixers fan, and it would be interesting to talk to Scott, but, like, you got to be excited that hopefully this is a sign <laughs> that we're making progress. We finally won the draft. It was hilarious just seeing the fans react to finally winning the draft. Right, like, right. trust the process. Uh, I was really hoping the Lakers would do it. That was, that well, was... you knew they were getting in the top three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course they got two. <laughs> uh, you know, the Kobe era ends, but uh, you got to keep the rich rich. So. Right. I think, I mean, I think Simmons overall, the only, I'd say the big concern with Simmons is uh, we've seen plenty of one-and-done players, but not too many that, uh, and I get his LSU, like a not a rich basketball mm -hmm. program, at least in recent years, but to not make the tournament, to not right. get that team to kind of glue together somehow, um, I think that's a bit of a concern, but uh, his upside seems to be very heavy, but uh, I mean, Ingram is an incredible shooter, he's just, you know, Skinny. I mean, he's going to put weight on over time. And I don't it's know. funny. People compare him to Kevin Durant, which is absurd because There's Kevin another, Durant yeah. in college was incredible. Yeah. I mean, the guy had, went, was a three seed and carried a team on his back. I mean, and he had to face a team of Ohio State. I mean, they didn't face each other, but they were in this, you know, that was the same year as the Ohio State team with Greg Oden and yeah. Michael And the Florida team. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah there's Florida stacked team. teams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was in a very – not one and done era. It was like the beginning of it, kind of. But yeah, I mean, I like Ben Simmons, but there's that early LeBron in him where he couldn't. He passed the ball in the last yeah. shot. He wouldn't. You wouldn't take over a game when he needed to. And and he did that in college. LeBron did that in the NBA, which is you give him a pass. I mean, the kid's 18 years yeah, yeah, old. Yeah, it's the NBA. And this guy like, should be not making shots. Take take our team and please bring him to the promised land. That's like what LeBron had to go through. Ben Simmons was at LSU yeah, or the yeah, SEC. With no one else. Yeah. I mean that that. The SEC was probably the weakest it's been in a very long time. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that he couldn't do that, that raised a lot of question marks. Uh, I think I would go with Ingram. He reminds me a lot of Paul George. Great yeah. defender, great shooter, uh, can attack the rim. 
Uh, not an elite scorer, but he could become one. I mean, Paul George has his days, but but I think there's a lot of tools there that he can use, and he really reminds you of Paul George. And you know, Paul George ain't that's too bad. That's not a bad, yeah. That's <laughs> not a bad pick at one or two yeah. if you got a guy like Paul George to add to your squad. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean Simmons. You know, he's he's got the NBA body. Right. He, he he does no have that shot. LeBron factor, yeah, I mean, but he, yeah, he doesn't. LeBron factor, as in we're not going to see another LeBron, but the way that he has the size can, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bring the ball up the court, can create. Great vision, right. Yeah, passing, rebounding. Uh, there's something there, but you could also see, like, the Sixers picking him and it not working out. Like, there's, I, I get that they're trying to build this structure around it. Is Joel Embiid going to play this year? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, are they going to trade Okafor and right. try to get the third pick as well? Like, there's so many different question marks with what Philly's trying to do, uh, as there's been for the last few years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at least I guess they're in that spot. I, I don't know who to take after that. Like, if you're in Boston, you're sitting at three. I mean, thank you, Nets, for making a <laughs> trade for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, but... Uh, you get the first of the leftovers. Yeah, and, and that's tough because not that it's a Greg Oden, Kevin Durant type of year, but that's how it kind of is right now. It's like, all right, yeah. you pick that guy, we'll pick this guy. Right, right. And then who do you go after that? And and I think it's tough. I think as you go along the draft process, we'll see n- names climb up, names drop a little bit. But Boston, I mean, you feel like they just need they, – they almost need anything more – elite than their position except yeah. Isaiah Thomas if that makes sense I think and Avery Bradley he was hurt so I mean the backcourt's set but they could use someone who just could could start right now over the rest of their three I mean uh, you look at Evan Turner he's not really anything special anymore he's yeah. he's a great bench guy I mean they have a lot of needs but it's like which one do you pick like yeah. you don't pick wrong because there could be a bust right there because you don't know who's the third best guy in the draft right exactly I mean they have a good team right. it seems like they don't have a superstar I mean, Isaiah Thomas was doing a lot of their I, crunch time work, taking I mean, a lot of their big shots. Which I really like uh, Chris Dunn, Buddy Heald, and um, Murray out of Kentucky. Yeah. I think those are my picks at three. But I don't know what they need and what they're thinking. But, man, I cannot wait to see Buddy Heald. I just hope Buddy – yeah, I hope his game translates. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I hope he's not another Jimmer. Like, right. I, I just hope – I hope he's Clay. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, Clay's game translated and he became better. But, you know, Buddy – you never know with shooters, like you said. I yeah. mean, you go Jimmer or you go Clay, you know, type of thing. It could literally go anyway. Yeah, I just hope he's not Jimmer. Yes. But he is so much fun to watch yes. in college. Like, I was so sad that they lost in the Final Four. But, right. man, if he if his game at, at all can translate and continue to bring that, like, arrogant, confident, like, attitude and just, like, I'm going to knock down shots in your right. face, like, from deep, which <laughs> uh, bring back the NBA line however far you want yeah. for the three ball. He'll still shoot it. I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to see where he goes. I mean, Suns at four, uh, that wouldn't be bad let's either. Just get, let's just have the Suns get everyone. Get all my favorite players, Phoenix. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, that is really what this podcast <laughs> is. It's just uh, lobbying to the fans in Phoenix to draft Buddy Heald and DeMontis Sabonis. And then after that, you can do That would be a great draft. Yeah. That would be a great draft. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I mean, there are great players. We'll see. Well, there are good players. We'll see which players become great. I think that's always the question. I mean, you look at some drafts where the players – that are for sure. I mean, it could be it could be that Ingram and Simmons both become no ones, and the rest of the draft yeah. becomes someone else. I mean, we've definitely seen it happen, and we've seen it both ways as well with uh, LeBron's draft class, where top six, were, five out of six, were really amazing superstars that could possibly be in the <laughs> Hall of Fame, and and so we'll we'll see what happens. But it's exciting. The draft is great. 76ers well deserved, I guess. I don't know. If, actually, I don't know if well uh, deserved. Yeah, I feel bad about for the fans, time. but yeah, they deserve time. it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the last what was wasn't their last number one pick? 
Allen Iverson. Pretty decent. AI, yeah. yeah, it worked out pretty well. Uh, Lindsey Joy likes to say pound for pound the best basketball player ever. I I can I can agree with that. Yeah, pound I for agree, pound. definitely agree with that. He was incredible. Yeah, Muggsy was pretty good too, but yes. AI might yes. be a little bit better. Um, there was one more short player. I'll, I'll think of his name. Um, but what? <laughs> yes, that, he was uh, great too. He was more recent. Earl Boykins. Earl Boykins. Uh, yeah. He was awesome. Um, he was incredible. He was him and Nate Robinson were my favorite players. Being a little little guy, little stature, so being being able to watch them and do it was great. And AI. It was just funny to see him on TV too because he, what maybe he's five eight, you know, which isn't like walking around town. With shoes on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Walking around town doesn't super stand out, but like on the NBA court, it's like who's that boy out there with Next these to giants? Shaq. Yeah. yeah, right. Post him up, Earl. Exactly. Post him up. Yes. Um, so I, I'm excited. I think. I think it'll be uh, the seven. It'll work out for the 76ers. I mean, they're they're figuring it out. Yeah, I they're think. hopefully moving in the right direction. And, uh, and if no one wants a team, Seattle will be gladly to, to take one over. So just uh, you brought up, you know, just different. You know, sometimes you've seen the draft, the, the top picks don't work out, but the late guys do. I mean, right now it looks like Stephen Adams is certainly one of those guys yes. who is a prime example of taking 12th overall right before Kelly Olynyk. Uh, part of that James Harden trade that Oklahoma City did. Uh, at the time, and even still, people were like, why did you trade James Harden? Right. Uh, maybe it doesn't justify it, but it's at least like been kind of that silver lining of what's coming. Serge is another example. Yeah, been able to. First pick, first round pick. Exactly, yeah. I've been able to keep those guys together and uh, even just kind of wrap up. Let, let's break down a little bit this Oklahoma City Golden State series uh, tonight. I was recording this on a Thursday, game five. The Warriors get it done at home. Uh, it was a close one. They, they find a way, and now we're going back to Oklahoma City, but. Uh, a week ago, everyone had uh, you know the Warriors and the Cavs penciled <laughs> right. in. Um, uh, both series three to two, Oklahoma City ahead, uh, Cleveland ahead in theirs. But uh, this has been maybe one of the more fun conference finals I can remember in recent years. And, but what, what's your take? And in people are dis- look. I was one of those guys that were disappointed that the Spurs didn't get yeah, past right? the Thunder, but because I I didn't think it was a fluke because I don't think there are flukes when it's one of the top three teams, but. I thought, oh, they got hit them the be- you know, they were better that day for out of nine out of ten days, they were that one day better than the Spurs. Yep. But they they're still playing at this elite level, yep. and and you could just tell it's all led by Westbrook, who's been so fun to watch yep. this series. I mean, it's a freak. I mean, look at the years past, and he's taking bad shots late in games. He's make he's dumping the ball off when he needs to take the shot. It was a mess. He he there was no identity for him. Mm-hmm. But now he, I think he's really super focused because he wants to take it to Steph Curry. He's like, you're the MVP. You're the two-time MVP. Yeah, really? You guys won 73, to, uh, or won 73 games. Well, I'm better than you. And here, I'm, <laughs> this is my chance to prove it. And he's been doing it with – he's just the hottest man on earth right now. I mean, the guy touches the ball and offense is created. And so it's been a really fun series. And, and part of me thinks that the Warriors are going to come back and yeah. force a game seven in San Francisco at Oracle Arena, and and that, I think more of a sports fan, I want that to happen, yeah. but I, I truly believe that. I mean, they won 73 games. They're the, they were the best teams. Steph Curry, sure, all of a sudden he's not 100% yeah. anymore because they're down 3-1, but I mean, you saw the game they had, 31 points, I believe. I think he's he is right where they Golden State wants him now. I think that he's a little extra motivated. You know, when you're, when you're a team of desperation, you play better than the team that's not, I yeah. feel like. I mean, Golden State's the perfect example right now. Well, we saw Curry go off in the, what, the game two in the third <laughs> yeah. quarter. But it, it feels like we haven't seen Golden State just go off right. like we've seen. It, and, it's like either only Clay, only Draymond, yeah, it's only, only one. Steph. Yeah, it's, and a lot of that's credit to Oklahoma City, the way mm-hmm. they've def- been defending uh, the Warriors. But at the same time, it just feels like in the back here, like, okay, well, they're, they're due to just, like, erupt for, right. like, 
the flurry. 40 points yeah. in 10 <laughs> minutes here, like, and hit 12 threes and just go off. Like, it, it just feels like they haven't quite hit it yet. And even, you know, even if, if it does go to seven, which I think most fans are rooting for, you're really going to get two game sevens here because right. game six is going to be nuts. Like, that right. crowd at OKC and the way they played at home, like, the Thunder – were, they looked like the 73, 74, 75 right. win team the way they played. I, it was hard to watch that crowd because I've never given Oklahoma City yeah. City's Sorry. crowd. Yeah, uh, yeah Sorry, I'm like, yeah, oh, just they're okay. The they're wounds, all right. Yeah. They're, they're, they just sell out, but they're okay. But, man, these playoff games, you feel like like they are – if they don't – that crowd feels like if they don't win that game, their life is over. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's how hard they're cheering. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they are putting all their effort and energy into every single play, and, and it's – and you can see what the players feel it, and they love playing yeah. at home. And, and you talk about Oracle Arena, you know, a great place to play home, probably the best best place, record-wise at mm-hmm. least. And But when you go to OKC, the energy it just feels like there's a little bit more. I think yeah. it's, it's because that's the only thing that's happening. I mean, how crazy is this? Listen to this. Or, San Francisco has had the Super Bowl. They've now had, they had the championships, the NBA champions, yeah. championships. Uh, they've had... Uh, the World, World Series, Series yeah, with as the Giants, well, like and then now they have even year. they have um, San Jose, San and the, Jose, yeah. and, the, and so like pretty good year for the so Bay they're, Area. They're, the Bay Area, you know, it's they run. have a lot going on there. I mean, they, they're like the modern day Boston now. When Boston won every championship, yeah, yeah. but OKC has this one team to root for, <laughs> and they do it so well because that's, that's all it. They, that's it. That's all they have right now, and you could tell. You can just tell with that crowd. Does it does it hurt you a little bit? Yes. Yeah. I can. Let's I I just can't. Here. I just can't do it. I love Westbrook. I love Durant, but there are a couple of people I do not like that you know are part of the ownership. And it's hard. It's hard because you you draft Durant, you draft Westbrook. Yeah, they were, and then they're gone. Like yeah. they're like, all right, we got these really great players. Bye. This is gonna be your future, <laughs> yeah. and they're gone. Uh, will Will I be bitter if they win the championship? Very, but. I will get over it as long as we get a team in the near future. I won't get over it until we get a team, yeah. if they do. But uh, not rooting against Kevin Durant and Westbrook, but I wouldn't be, you know, overly excited if um, if they did go and win the championship. Yeah. I think I'm okay with whoever wins the championship yeah. of who's left. I want LeBron to win. I yeah. want him to bring one to Cleveland. Yeah. Um, and and it's funny, they're tied 3-2. The, or they're, the series three, are yeah. both 3-2. But it really feels like Cleveland's up. 5-1 and they just need to get this you know they, they just can't win in Toronto yeah when they when they win it's they win by a lot they don't they I, I think you demoralize that team uh after that and maybe they have some hope because like all right we're at home we can't yeah. they can't be beat at home but I think LeBron is sees this other series and is like let's just get it done so we can yeah. watch this series and, and get an extra day I right. would expect to be done in six but who knows I mean right. the cat like the way the first two games when you thought it'd be done in four <laughs> I, I mean give credit to Toronto like they they can shoot north of the border they're pretty know. good Kyle Lowry left a game midway through you thought his, clear his head, yeah. yeah you thought yeah exactly you thought he was done for this series yeah. I mean who does that um and and yet he came back and led the team uh two games in a row but yeah, I mean, you just look at that series, you don't really feel like Toronto's a threat. Yeah. Even when it was 2-2, you're yeah. like, mm, I don't know. I, I can't see know. them winning yeah. in Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love are probably the best big three right now. Um, as I mean, Overall, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant and, Br- and Russell Westbrook, don't really, they have surge, but he's not really like, like another takeover yeah, kind of well, guy. He's, it's been a different year for him too. Yeah, like he's exactly. been shooting from the outside the, instead and, of the way and, he's normally playing. And Stephen Adams is—they run small, and Stephen Adams sits in the paint. And Serge—I mean, his nickname used to be Sergi Blocka, yeah. but 
he doesn't sit in the paint anymore, yeah. so he doesn't never really block anything. Yeah. So so it is a different role for him. But right now, you got to take Kyrie, LeBron, Kevin Love over uh, Draymond, Clay, and Steph. I mean, at least right now, the way they're yeah, playing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they they are the big three that you need to emulate now, but, which is hilarious uh, well, to think about because they have fired a coach halfway through. The yeah, season. I know, right? <laughs> this isn't working out. Yeah. But uh, we're gonna go to the finals exactly. Anyway. Uh, well, even just big two. I mean, Durant and Westbrook are, have just been amazing. Like, I think everyone thought they had this potential. Right. Like, I they mean, were due. They're the top. They're like, top the five players. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They absolutely are. I mean, it goes Steph, LeBron. Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, and then insert number five. You yeah, yeah. Literally throw a dart on a on a board and pick the fifth player. But they had it, like you said. Like, what? How were you not? I mean, did Billy? Did it was really it? Ta- is it really? Donovan? I mean, we're gonna, yeah. I think we're going to find out in this yeah. series if it really was the Billy Donovan factor. Right. I mean, it, they they're finding something that's working and gelling, and just the just their tenacity. And like right. Durant is so just a freak. Like the way even defensively he's been playing this series oh, yeah. and his length and the. I mean, we saw Curry get some steals on him tonight, but the way, like, he's out there defending Curry, he's out there defending Draymond. Like, he's... He knew it all. It, it, just his length is amazing. Like, it, like he finally feels like his, uh, you know, not that he's not backing down, but he's he's ready for anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, and if those two, man, if they if they play at all like they've done the, in most of the games, it's hard to see the Warriors winning game six. But, again, I think it's, I think we're in for two game sevens in terms of, and I'm just speaking specifically about the Western Conference, right. where game six is going to be nuts and game seven is going to be more crazy. Uh, but I mean, the pressure does feel like it's on the Thunder right now. I mean, they are up three to one. They're expected to win Game Six. Right. It's in their building. If they don't, all of a sudden, man, you just woke up the sleeping giant. Yes, and and that's not what Cleveland wants either. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it, and you look at their demeanor in these press conferences throughout the playoffs. It's it's very stern. Let's get to the point. I'm going to protect my own guys. Like uh, the one that really stuck out to me was when Mark Cuban said that there was only one superstar oh, yeah. on the team <laughs> and that Russell Westbrook wasn't a superstar. And, and they asked Russell Westbrook about it, and yeah, Kevin Durant blocked his mic yeah, and was like, I'll take that. he's an idiot. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's so different. That is a different Kevin Durant. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's just he's not backing down for anyone. He'll take on the yeah. richest, one of the richest men in the world and, 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 and call him an idiot. And so I, I think the mindset is there, but you're right. There's this pressure, this 73-1 yeah. team. You had on the ropes, and now you're slowly allowing them to, you know, get regain consciousness and and fight back. So, I mean, you don't want Game Seven because you know what's going to happen—that everyone's going to be rooting for Golden State because yeah. it's comeback, and they're going to be in Oracle Arena. It's you got to do it at Game Six. Well, and, and all season, it's been like the Thunder not being able to finish games. Right. Like we've seen them do that in the playoffs. Now, uh, this would be the ultimate stage not to finish. I think that's the fear in everyone's mind. Uh, whoever comes out of the West, I mean, yeah. is going to represent it well, but. Uh, I mean, who would have thought if it does play out this way that the Thunder would take down the Spurs and the Warriors? Those are your one-two. I, I feel for them. If, if yeah. the Warriors lose, look at the 2001 Mariners. No one knows what team yeah. that is. And the 95-96 Bulls exactly. are just, you know, yeah, they're like, pumping their fists. Win. Yeah, or doesn't matter. I mean, doesn't matter is a crazy term because they still broke a record. But, I mean, why is that Bulls team so legendary? Because they were able to take care of it in the regular yeah. season and, and take care of it in the uh, championship game as well. And so, I think... Yeah, I mean, I'm having flashbacks for them for the Mariners in 2001. I mean, 116 games and yeah. can't even get out, get five games out of uh, New York. So, so you, I, they have to. I mean, they get to the championship. I think they save a lot mm-hmm. of, of you know credibility. But yeah. if they don't, it's that they're gonna get slammed. Yeah. I, I feel like we just keep bringing up you know Seattle wounds for you. <laughs> I know. Uh, 2001 Mariners. Oh wait, the 95-96 Bulls. Beat but this the Sonics. year's fine, right? Yeah, this I'll year's going year. great. Yeah, keep it going. Exactly. Just keep winning series, man. Two out of three. Uh, they've Good been, formula. They've been playing great, and 
the difference is the run differential is very high right now, and that's why I think we can sustain. Uh, I, I was asked, do you think they're going to make a midseason trade? And I mean, it's a little early, but but I could see them they're, adding someone like, be buyers, like I mean, Matt at this point, Camp, yeah. like someone like that, uh, add some power and speed in, in the outfield. Or I mean, I was going to say we could like try to get a first baseman, but Adam Lynn has yeah. woken up. What's up? <laughs> and you got Dejo Lee to throw yeah, in there. Yeah, and Dejo Lee. So uh, I, I'm not too worried about those trades. I think I, we can add a corner outfielder, but I, I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> I, I like keep watching and we keep winning. Like, I, this is, I had a really bad moment. I, so I sleep at night during the games and I wake up at the very end and I checked my app to see what the score was and I saw 13-3 and and I automatically thought the Mariners yeah, lost. Yeah. And, and I was like, ah, oh, we, we lost a series. And then that was just, you know, uh, muscle memory. And, and but, but they won and it was great. And I rewatched it last night and what a great game. So just keep trucking. That's all I ask. Uh, they go 500 from here on out. They win 86 games. So, I mean, hey, you go 500, 86 games. We'll get it. That'll be a wild card spot. I'll you know what the real that. secret's been, though? What's that? Steve Seashack! <laughs> He's been yeah. great. And, uh, uh, we jinxed him, though. Yeah, He's we not did. been great since we talked no, about him. No, no, but I think since we now redid it again. I think that's a reverse jinx. reverse it, and now he's going to be the same old self. I, uh, we needed to do that exactly, for him. Then. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. We'll, yeah. we'll be fine um, now that we reverse the curse because we have power like that. We do, at least in our heads. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, well, that'll do it for this week. I think uh, we covered a lot of bases. Uh, we'll see if we have some Shemek, Sabonis, Game 6. And we'll all be drafts coming things. up as yeah. well, so we'll, we'll try to hit that for some local local schools here. See what Zags are going uh, to the next level. Cougs as well. So, yeah, definitely some things to hit on. So, all right, well, that'll do it for this week. For Robin Ditch, from John Collette. Uh, we'll see you next time here on the SWX Podcast. Sayonara.